Good morning, and welcome to the radio broadcasts of the Brinesburg Missionary Baptist Church. Staying and let's turn over to 447. 447.
disappointments have prevailed And we've wandered in the darkness Heavy hearted and alone But we're trusting in the Lord And according to his word We will understand it better Unawares, and our hearts are made to bleed for some thoughtless word or deed. And we wonder why the test, and we try to do our best, but we'll understand it. you guys through a couple songs and um, I, if I would ask you to stand for both our songs we're gonna we're gonna go from one to the other uh, this song is uh, can be a difficult song to sing uh, we've done it a couple times you may not know it like you know some of our others written out of Psalm 23 uh, that you may be familiar with. And uh, as we sing this this morning, let's uh, be mindful of the two students that are going to be laid to rest today and be mindful of our students that have been impacted by this. And literally everyone in the community has been impacted, as Brother Brad has said. And uh, let's lift these words up in, in a powerful way uh, and, and, uh, and, and uh, give honor to those this week. It's called Rest. soul and you give me rest. 
restore my soul and you give me Give me rest. 
Turn to day. 
heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Born of the Spirit with life from above into God's family divine. Justified fully through Calvary's love. Oh, what a standing is mine. And the transaction so quickly was made when as a sinner I came. Took of the altar of grace he did proffer. He saved me, oh, praise his dear name. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away and my night was turned to that will surely endure after the passing of time. I have a future in heaven for sure, there in those mansions sublime. And it's because of that wonderful day when at the cross I believe, riches eternal and blessings supernal from his precious hand I receive. Heaven came down and glory
with tears in his eyes, God looked down in time, saw him sped upon, rejected and mocked. Still he shelter in the storm when everything went wrong a beckoning hand that led me back home a still small voice saying it's gonna be alright my song of hope in the darkest
Today you'll be listening to the message preached by our pastor, Brother Brad Walker, during our Sunday morning worship service. May God bless you as you listen to his message. You will. Turn with me to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. As you're turning there, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we're here to hear from you. Lord, we come before you broken this morning. Lord, needing you to minister to us. Lord, needing you to speak to us in a special way. And so, Lord, this morning I I know I come to you as a very weak vessel. So I truly cry out to you and ask you to hide me behind the cross. Lord, we only want to see you. We only want to hear from you. Lord, we love you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. January 23rd, 2018 is a day that has changed our lives forever. The events at Marshall County High School on Tuesday morning will forever be etched in all of our memories. We saw the horrific results that come from living in a broken world with broken people who sometimes reach a point of lashing out in violence. However, in the midst of the violence, we saw the best of Marshall County and who we are as a community. We had faculty and staff run into harm's way to protect our kids. We had first responders run towards the violence to protect our kids 
We had our medical professionals going above and beyond to take care of our kids that were injured. We had local businesses taking care of scared students and providing them a safe haven in the chaos of the morning. We had neighboring counties doing everything in their power to support us over this past week and even sending us first responders from their communities to help us on Tuesday morning. We have had churches coming together to pray and to love on our kids, to love on our teachers, our staff members, our first responders, those who have been through such a traumatic experience. And I've had personally calls from people from all over the area offering prayer support, people from all throughout the state, from our nation, literally from many other countries that we've done missions work in who have called and and told us that they are praying for us, that they're lifting us up in prayer. And being lifted up to the throne of grace is the most powerful action that any of them could take for us at this moment. And it would be easy to say that we lost our sense of peace as a community on Tuesday morning. However, we know as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ that there is nothing that should ever steal our peace. For it is the love of Christ and his promises that bring us peace. And Paul reminds us of that in Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 39. As he says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long, and we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That is where our peace is found. It's in Jesus Christ. But it's easy to talk about grace, and it's easy to talk about mercy, and it's easy to talk about peace when it's someone else's storm of tragedy. But church, this is our storm, and this is our home that has been rocked, and this is our community that has been torn, and these are our kids, and this is our school. This is our storm. And where is Jesus? Where is Jesus in the middle of our storm? That's the question the disciples ask here in Luke chapter 8 as they live through a literally life-threatening storm. These men had witnessed Jesus do countless miracles. They had seen it. They knew what his power could do. The blind could see, the deaf could hear, the lame could leap, the dumb could speak, the leper was cleansed, the dead were raised to life again. They knew that. And these men had encouraged others to believe To believe what? To believe in the power and the grace and the mercy of God. That it was powerful enough to change their life and their circumstance in the storm of their life. But now these men are in the middle of their storm. And in the middle of their storm, they cry out, Lord, teacher, master, wake up because we're perishing here. In other words, they're saying, Lord, do you even care 
about the storm in our life right now? Do you even care that we are about to be destroyed, crushed, and you're asleep? They'd seen Jesus work in others' lives, but could he deliver them from the storm in their life tonight? Could he do it? And some of you, some of us, are asking that same question this morning. Jesus, do you care? Jesus, if you love us, then why? Jesus, are you going to deliver us from our storm? Jesus, where can I find peace in the midst of the storm? This morning, I want us as a community, I want us as a church, I want us as families, and I want you as an individual to know that we can find peace in the storm. Please stand with me in honor of the reading of God's Word. Luke chapter 8, begin with me there in verse 22. And now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he, meaning Jesus, fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him, and they woke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. And then he rose, and he rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased. And there was calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and water, and they obey him. You may be seated. I want you to see, first of all, there in verses 22 and 23, peace before the storm. Peace before the storm. The disciples thought that they were entering a time of peace and rest as they stepped into this ship, into the boat. Ministry can be exhausting work. And the disciples saw this trip across the lake as an opportunity to relax for just a few moments through the night to just be able to rest. They saw the boat as a place of rest. And they were expecting a night of peaceful rest. We all woke up on Tuesday morning with plans and schedules for our day. And we walked into different places in our community that we saw as places of peace. Because it's what they've always been. And we assumed that our day would be just like any other Tuesday that we've ever had. Never expecting the storm to come in our direction. But I want you to notice the disciples were not alone in the boat. They weren't. Verses 22 and 23 make it clear that the disciples had a very important person with them in that boat. We're told that Jesus went into the ship with his disciples. He didn't put them in the boat by themselves. He was in the ship with them. He says, let us go over unto the other side of the lake. 
He's with them. Mark chapter 4, verse 38 tells us that Jesus was in the stern of the boat. But it also tells us that he was asleep. He was asleep on a cushion. He was so tired from ministry, so exhausted that he had peacefully gone to sleep in the stern of that boat. Now, I know that for some of you, Jesus being asleep in the boat is concerning. And some of you are asking, well, doesn't that show a lack of concern on Jesus' behalf for his disciples? And the answer to that is no. In fact, it shows us just the opposite. You see, Jesus knew that he had a divine appointment. A divine appointment that the Father had set up on the other side of that lake. What did he say to him? Let us go to the other side of the lake. He knew that they were getting to the other side of that lake. He knew the Father had a plan. And he knew it wasn't for them to be destroyed that night. Jesus is all-knowing. He had a perfect understanding of the sovereign plan of God the Father. And so Jesus was in such complete control of the situation that even knowing that a storm was coming, he was still able to peacefully rest. You see, because he trusted the Father with his life completely. But I want you to see something here. Not only did he trust the Father with his life, he also had complete trust in the Father to bring his disciples through the coming storm as well. Jesus knew that. And so he was able to rest. Did you know that the events that are going on in our lives today, the events that began on, on Tuesday morning, that God knew that, that was going to happen? God knew what was going to take place on Tuesday morning. God knew that the storm was coming. It didn't take him by surprise. Nothing takes our God by surprise. And so some of you say, well, then Brother Brad, answer me this. Why didn't he protect us? Why didn't he protect our kids if he knew it was coming? Why wouldn't he put a hedge of protection around our school? It's the same question the disciples were asking when the storm crashed down on them. And we don't know right now. I'm not going to try to tell you I know the answer, because I don't. And we might not know until we get to glory, the exact whys for Tuesday morning. But I do know one thing. God always has our good and his glory in mind. It's his plan for our good and his glory. And 1 Corinthians 1.25 tells us, Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. And so I'm not going to try to stand up here as your pastor and tell you that I have all the answers, but I'm going to tell you that God surely does. And he knows more than I do. He knows more than you do. And he knows that he is going to receive glory. And he knows that we are going to see good come out of this situation. And knowing that God is in the boat before and during and even after the storm is part of what brings us peace. But secondly, I want you to see that there's peace in the storm. Look at verses 23 and 24 with me. We see that the storm came unexpectedly. The lake is located in a kind of bowl shape with steep hills surrounding it on each side. And that geography allows for uh, giant 
storms to literally drop down on the lake. And as those winds come together, they're able to create waves that many times uh, can be several feet. In fact, they've even been measured as high as, as 10 feet in height to the place where they're able to crash in onto the land and, and, and do major damage to even structures on the shore. And this is the kind of storm that had crashed down on the disciples on this particular night. Now, these disciples, many of them, what were they? Were experienced fishermen. They were used to life on the water. And yet, we see here that this was no ordinary storm. This was the storm. And the storm literally left the disciples fighting for their lives in their own strength. Doing everything that they could to try to save themselves from this situation and circumstance that had come down upon them. They're trying in their own strength to bail out the boat. It was swamped and it's sinking. And in their own strength, every man's got a bucket and he's going as fast as he can, working as hard as he can, trying to rescue every man on the boat in their own strength. Each man frantically working as the boat is being swamped deeper and deeper into the water. And in that moment, the disciples realized that Jesus is still peacefully sleeping in the stern of that boat. And we find the panic-stricken disciples running to Jesus and they're crying out for help. And seemingly they're questioning his very concern for their lives. And Mark tells us that they ask, Teacher, do you not care if we perish? Do you not care that we are literally dying here, Lord? And you're asleep. <laughs> Get up! Church, the middle of the storm is not a pleasant experience for any of us. And we all go through it. And when we are in the middle of the storm, it's not uncommon to ask the Lord these questions the disciples are asking and the questions that we are asking this week and this morning as well. Lord, do you care? Where's your concern? Where are you, Lord, as we go through this storm? Our storm came crashing down on us on Tuesday morning, and it came unexpectedly. None of us saw this coming. None of us did, because if we had, we wouldn't have let it come. We'd have stopped it. But we didn't see it. Storms are always unexpected. It came with violence that none of us would have ever expected in our community. And when we try to fight through it in our own strength, when we try to explain it in our own minds, we fail because we don't have the answers. We don't have the ability to fix all that's been broken, not in our own strength, not in our own strength. And some of us throughout the week have wondered, Jesus, do you not even care that we are being crushed by this storm that is coming down upon us? Do you even care? And though the storm came unexpectedly, I want you to see that the Savior came exceeding expectations. You see, the disciples had seen all the other miracles that Jesus had performed. But Jesus had never performed a miracle where their lives were on the line. He had never performed a miracle when it was their very life that was at stake. Not until this situation. And I don't really think the disciples were expecting a miracle here. You see, they... Just wanted another man bailing water. They remembered there was another man asleep in the stern of the boat, but did they remember that it was the God of all creation? 
In this moment, I don't think they really did. They didn't have in their minds that Jesus could calm the storm. They were looking for Jesus to grab a bucket and simply to begin bailing for him. Brinesburg, we make Jesus far too small and far too weak far too often. And we pray prayers that say things like, well, if you can meet this need. Or Jesus, do what you can to bring us just to a place of, of just a little bit of normalcy. Thinking that this is just beyond his control. This is just beyond God's pay grade here. We don't realize who he is. We don't see him as the God-man. We don't really see him as the one who can calm our storm. Jesus had far more in mind than simply bailing out their boat, you see. Jesus created the wind and the waves by simply speaking them into existence. And it is that same Jesus who was about to speak peace and the wind and the waves would obey. And so thirdly, I want you to see in verses 24 and 25, peace after the storm. And this is the promise. See, Jesus simply spoke peace. Mark tells us that Jesus simply spoke peace. Be still. And it was so. Now, the original Greek there is more like, shh, lie down. That's what he spoke into the storm of their life. As he looked at the wind and as he looked at the water and the waves that were crashing, our Lord said, And they did. Not only did the wind immediately become still, but we're told that the very waves instantaneously became smooth as glass. Notice that after such a violent storm, Jesus was able to bring complete peace. Not a lessening of the wind and the waves to make the bailing of the boat more manageable. We're told that they were completely ceased and we're completely calm upon the water. And that's what the Lord does when he enters into a situation in our lives. He brings peace. Jesus is the God of peace. He's the God of peace in the realm of nature, but he's also the God of peace for your heart and soul. He will bring peace, a lasting peace. We've already seen the peace that Jesus is bringing into our community even in the last few days, we've seen that peace that passes all understanding. We've had our differences in the past few years over a variety of issues in Marshall County. However, this week, we are one community. And we are Marshall Strong. That's who we are. We are one. And as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've had the opportunity to share the gospel with family and with friends, with neighbors and with co-workers, with classmates and even with the media. Jesus has received the glory. And not only have we shared, but we have encountered an openness that we haven't seen in the past. People are saying, okay, God's doing something here and they're ready to listen. Isaiah 61.3 tells us, 
to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. The churches of Marshall County, our church here at Bryansburg, we better be ready for revival. Because church revival is coming. It is coming. And God will receive his glory, even out of the ashes. And then he asks one more question. Jesus turns to his disciples and he says, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Jesus looked at his disciples who had been there ministering to all of those other people as he performed miracle after miracle in other people's lives. And yet they seem, even after seeing the power and experiencing the power of God in all those situations and circumstances, they seemingly have forgotten about it all. In the midst of their storm, they forgot about the power of God. They forgot about his grace, his mercy, the peace that, that he can bring. And so he asked them the question, where is your faith? Where's your faith? And we've ministered as a church, as, as individuals, to hurting people in our community in the past. We've witnessed to, to people in our state and throughout our nation on mission trips and other ministries that we've been a part of. Literally, we've gone to the uttermost parts of the world and we've ministered to people and we've told them to have faith in God and, and He can change their, their situation and their circumstances. And yet right now, the storm is raging in our hearts. And we may be wondering if Jesus really cares. But I want you to know that storms come for a reason. Jesus allowed the disciples to experience the storm in order to deliver them from it. Not to crush them with it, but to deliver them from it. Notice their response to the powerful words of peace that were spoken by Jesus. We're told, they said, what manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds... And the water, and they obey him. The storm and the resulting miracle of peace that was brought to the disciples gave them finally an understanding, a, a realization of who Jesus truly is. You see, they'd seen him do it in other people's lives, but now it was their life, and, and now it was firsthand experience. And they finally were able to begin to understand who Jesus truly is. And I hope that as we go through this storm that we begin to understand who Jesus truly is because he is not simply a, a good teacher and he's not simply a religious leader and, and he's not simply a miracle worker or, or he's not simply a, a social change agent. That Jesus Christ is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the God of all creation, and he is the Prince of Peace. It's who he is. Jesus Christ was in that boat. And that fact alone means the disciples could have been in no more secure place in all of the universe. Storm or no storm. Jesus was in that boat. Jesus knew that. But he needed his men to realize that for themselves. Our storm came... And it came for a reason. 
God did not bring a storm to crush us, but rather to deliver us. Has this community ever been stronger than it is right now? What might have been meant for evil, God has transformed into a revival for Marshall County and our surrounding area. And perhaps you're here this morning and you're here looking for answers to where you can find peace. Is Jesus in your boat? Because that's where the peace is. Is Jesus in your life this morning? Do you have a personal love relationship with him? Are you longing for peace in the midst of the storm? Peace is found in Jesus. You see, because God has a perfect plan, a perfect design for our lives. And that design is for him to be in right relationship with us. But we messed that up in the beginning. Sin entered into the picture. And sin has separated us from a right relationship with God, and it's plunged us into brokenness, which is what really has caused what we're experiencing right now. It's brokenness. And people try to fill that, that void of brokenness with a lot of things. Some people try to fill it with violence. Some people try to fill it with a variety of different relationships. People try to fill it with substances. People try to fill it with religious works. But we can't fill it on our own. We can't bail out our own boat. The only answer is the gospel. See, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross of Calvary, to shed his blood as a final, complete payment for your sins and mine. He was dead, literally, physically dead, and buried in a tomb for three days. But on that third day, he arose victorious. And because of that victory in a relationship with him, we can find peace. You see, if you will repent of your sins, if you will recognize and admit, I am a broken person and I can't fix myself, then he will save you. Repent of your sin, believe on him, and he will restore that right relationship, that right design. He will restore your peace. He'll bring you peace. And when the storm of life comes, he'll say, hush. Lie down. Be still. You need that relationship. And so if you're here this morning and you've never come into right relationship with, with Christ because you've never come to that place where you've just repented of sin and confessed Him as Lord and Savior, come today. But some of us just need to come to this altar because we just, we just need to cry out to God. Some of us need to make this our church home and say, I need this family. I need this church family. And that's what you need to do this morning. But all of us are here and we're needing to make decisions. And so here in a moment, I'm going to pray, and that's going to be the opening of our time of response. And I just want you to do whatever the Lord's called you to do. If you need to come to the altar, come to the altar. If you need to come and be saved, come and be saved. If you need to come and join this church, come and join this church. But whatever it is that you need, we're going to have some folks that are going to be here to help. But do business with God. Be obedient to what he's called you to do. And find peace in the storm. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to you, and Lord, we thank you that you are never without answers. Lord, we thank you that you are the God of peace. You're the Prince of peace. 
And Lord, as we go through our storm, Lord, that you're right here with us. For those of us who have a relationship with you, you are right here with us. You have told us that the Holy Spirit himself has taken up residence in us. And so we are never alone. Lord, we thank you for that. And this morning, I pray for my friends that don't have that peace because they don't have that relationship. I pray they'd come. Lord, I pray for those who, who say, I, needed this to be, I need this to be my church home. I pray for them to come. I, I pray for those that just need to come to this altar. And, and so thankful that we've got a church family that's going to come around about them. And we're going to encourage one another. We're going to love on each other this morning. But Lord, just help us to do business with you. And we'll give you all the honor and the glory and the praise for what results from it. We love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today from Bryansburg Missionary Baptist Church. If you need spiritual help with your relationship with the Lord, please call 270-527-3757. Also, we would like to invite you to attend our services. On Sunday morning, Sunday school begins at 10 a.m. and our worship service is at 11 a.m. On Sunday evening, discipleship training begins at 5 p.m. with our worship service at 6 p.m. You may also view our Sunday worship services live on Mediacom Inspiration Channel 93. On Wednesday night, our worship service begins at 7 p.m. Once again, thanks for listening, and may God bless you and your family.